0: What's up, everybody? This is Trevor Holbrook.
1: And this is Noah Rolfing, and you're listening to The Double Technical with Trevor and Noah. What have we got today, Trevor?
0: We have a whole bunch of NBA free agency content with Iowa State athletes, former Iowa State athletes, and non-Iowa State athletes. We have NFL rankings and a little bit of Iowa State wrestling breakdown. A little
1: bit? That's going to be the bulk of the podcast.
0: (laughs) Yeah, maybe.
1: (laughs) Alright, let's get into it. Okay, I don't think we're actually ready. <laughs> there is something very warm. I don't know what that, I don't know if that boat's oh. something <laughs> to sniff at.
0: So, Noah, how we doing today?
1: We're doing tired, that's how we're doing. But, you know, it's a muggy
0: got, day in Ames Island. It's Iowa. a
1: muggy day. It looks like storms are headed this way. Um, let's get, let's, let's, let's cover some uh, free agency first. How about?
0: Yeah, so NBA free agency. Yep, um, I'm going to have a story coming
1: out in a little bit um, on Cyclone NBA players and what they're doing this offseason. Former Cyclone, well, Cyclone professional players, not necessarily NBA guys, but, you know. Um, So Deontay Burton, as we mentioned last week, will be playing in the Summer League for Oklahoma City. He's going to be doing this before he comes back and plays in the basketball tournament for the Hilton Magic Legends who, if you didn't check it out, check out their jerseys for the tournament, they're,
0: they're pretty slick. They're pretty slick. Puma Puma's making a, a big push Puma's in the a in the huge basketball Basketball
1: world. push, men's basketball. They they have Skylar Diggins and a couple other key players in women's basketball, but I think, I think it's really cool that they're stepping back into men's basketball. I just don't know how good their stuff is going to be, you know?
0: I, I think the the basketball tournament jerseys, actually, they look pretty slick. They, they like, did look pretty good. Yeah, I, I think overall, like, there weren't any that I was like, wow, those are kind of ugly, you know? I, yeah. Good for Puma, though. That's kind of a – they've been out of the game for a while in, in basketball. Um, good for them to come back, kind of – Nostalgic, I feel like. But, yeah, so, so you mentioned Deontay Burton. Uh, who else former Iowa State guys
1: was? Well, we've got former Cyclone George Niang, who is, of course, a fan favorite. Um, had a qu- he received a qualifying offer from the Utah Jazz earlier this week. Um, that offer is for a two-way deal because he was on a two-way contract in Utah last year. And what a two-way deal is is you can spend 45 days with an NBA team and the re- uh, before they have to either release you back to the G League team or before they, like, move you permanently onto the roster. So it depends on the roster situation, really, you know, in those cases. Um, like last year with the Warriors, Quinn Cook got onto the playoff roster at the expense of Henry Caspi after he hit 45 days on his two-way deal. Um, I think that it's an interesting proposition for Niang to go at it again from a two-way perspective, but he can also try to find a regular contract. Now he's going to be a restricted free agent, so Utah can be is able to uh, match any offer that he gets. But he can go try to find a full contract somewhere, say, like, a team that's trying to be bad, like, Atlanta, Utah, somewhere like that, and if and he, then he puts Utah in a position where they either have to match it or let him go. So I think it's a win-win situation for George because he's he's either got a two-way situation with a team that he already knows pretty well, or he can go and he can go search for a full deal for a full deal.
0: So he kind of has a an option in his yeah, back he, he's pocket. got a,
1: he's got this is a back pocket type of situation here. And the last situa- the last one is that Chris Babb, former Cyclones guard, former Celtics guard, um, had a workout with the L.A. Clippers yep. on Wednesday, I believe. Um, uh, from EuroLeague reporter David Pick, very knowledgeable guy on EuroLeague basketball. Um, he's the guy who first reported that Brad Wanamaker was going to sign with the Celtics from Fenerbahce in Turkey. Um, he said that the, the Clippers worked out a bunch of overseas players, including former NBA guys like Quincy Miller. People will probably remember him from Baylor, um, although he played one year there. Um, Babb and so on and so forth. But um, it's interesting. It's been four years since Babb played in the NBA. He got on to this, the, he got on the Warriors roster early in like 2015, but like, Fade away, got released before he could play a game. Hasn't played since he was with the Celtics in 13-14 in the NBA, and he, got re- and he parted ways with Lokomotiv Kuban, his, Russian, his team in Russia. So I think it's a really interesting situation for Bapp. See if he can latch on, maybe get a summer league um, offer, and then kind of see if he can play his way back onto an NBA or a team.
0: Um, so between Bab and Burton, you're kind of the NBA guy, Noah. Which one do you ha- has a more likely chance of sticking with an NBA Can team? Can I
1: say neither?
0: Neither? That's that's your opinion.
1: That's my opinion. I think that more often, more likely, these uh, these opportunities for them are going to be opportunities to a kind of you know test the waters, see if an NBA team wants them. But mm-hmm. more likely than not, some of these rosters are going to be full. Um, if they can't, then I think they're gonna go back overseas for more lucrative contracts because they both performed well. I think that they you can a lot of players can use this as kind of a stepping stone to a better deal overseas. So
0: So do you think they won't stick in the NBA because of the talent gap or is it their skill set doesn't really translate. Put me on the spot here. Yeah, I'm um, I I wanna hear it, Noah. Burton's
1: just very unique and I don't know that I don't know that he'll be able to make it. But it's certainly, like, like, he's not an ultra-skilled player as far as, like, finesse skills go, you know? He's very much a brute force kind of guy. But I think his unique body size and ability is something to keep an eye on. As for Babb, he's already tried. Yeah. Know, there's a lot of 3 and D guys. If he can be a better defender, more consistent three-point shooter, he's got a chance. I don't, I don't know if it's going to happen this year. I think they have to. I think they both have to wait, maybe one more year. But I could be wrong. I'm I'm hedging extremely. <laughs> they could absolutely be wrong and be
0: good. So, fair enough. Uh, moving on, the uh, outside of the Iowa State bubble, there's been a lot of a lot of other NBA free agency uh, rumblings on Twitter, I guess, and social media. It's Woach has been uh, been on top of the Kawhi Leonard stuff going on there what what have you seen from what give me a give me a prediction on Kawhi Leonard and his uh situation Uh, I think
1: Kawhi Leonard's situation is resolved soon but maybe not by the start of free agency on Sunday I think that absolutely he has the best chance to end up with the Lakers but I think that the Spurs are playing hardball here and they absolutely have a little bit of leverage here um I think LeBron kind of ends up with the Lakers, especially if Kawhi goes there first. I think Paul George maybe ends up back in Oklahoma City.
0: Uh, not, he he opted out, though. He
1: opted out, but he can still sign for more money in Oklahoma City than anybody else. Even if it's just a one-on-one deal, you know, where he kind of kicks the can down the road for a year.
0: So you think uh, Russ, Melo, and PG-13 are I sticking think together? I think Melo bought out. Oh. You,
1: you buy out Melo. You absolutely get rid of Melo.
0: Yeah, I, I, it's not 2009 no, <laughs> or whatever. you can't
1: stay me 7-0 as, uh, as Bomani Jones says. You, he's, he should be gone. So that's my NBA takes.
0: So you, so you got Braun and... Uh,
1: Braun and Kawhi in L.A., and they still
0: lose to the Warriors. And you don't think Paul George is going to L.A.? Uh,
1: more often, more likely, no. I say more likely no than yes, especially if Kawhi goes there first.
0: So do you think it's – I saw this on Twitter. I think our our uh, sports editor for the fall, Aaron Marner, he might oh have boy. been talking about it. But oh, boy. He, uh, there was some talk about how the NBA is kind of a little goofy maybe that they do the N- NBA draft before free, free, free agency. agency.
1: Was he pro or con –
0: uh, I think he was saying it is kind of a silly, yeah. silly it order. It is
1: interesting. I get that people don't want the draft to become just a like needs-based situation, which it kind of already is. You pick the best player, but you also pick the guy who best suits your needs. But um, I don't think it would change that much if you put free agency first and then the draft. So, And I think it would help trades a lot more. It would absolutely help trades.
0: So... You all right, man? Yeah, that, I'm that good. Cherry pop tart. I'm just cart. getting
1: choked up. I'm getting choked up talking about NBA. Yeah. Um, no, I think I think it would be a good idea. I think it would be good. That's all I got.
0: Yeah, I I thought it was kind of like I never thought about it, but it's it is kind of yeah. It's it's really interesting. A wacky timeline yeah. for for NBA. Um, moving on to a different winter sport. Oh. So I am going to Lake of the Ozarks next week. Yeah. But I will have a series coming out um, kind of breaking down the Iowa State wrestling roster weight by weight. Kind of the the point of this series is since Kevin Dresser has taken over at Iowa State, there's been a lot of guys who transferred out, which is kind of
1: that's that's common. You expect some attrition when you get a new guy in there, you expect some attrition. So.
0: And Kevin Jackson to Kevin Dresser is a, a big change just from philosophy. A di- little,
1: little bit different, aren't they? Yeah, a little for bit. sure.
0: <laughs> both, uh, both solid coaches in their own right, but, yeah. but they run things differently. Um, so, and on the flip side, Iowa State's also brought in a lot of New faces into the wrestling room.
1: Yeah, that's really that. They've had a lot of guys. They've a had majority, had a, of a majority
0: of their roster is uh, yeah. consists of redshirt freshmen and true freshmen. Yep. and I think since Kevin Dresser has taken over, I mean Iowa State wasn't very good when he they were one and twelve in mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Jackson's last season. So I, uh, one thing Kevin Dresser's shown is. He he'll redshirt a guy to uh kind of build up for the future, I guess yeah. you you could say. Absolutely.
1: He's done very he's done a pretty good job of that. He's really looking towards the future now with this team.
0: Yeah, I think he saw that with Marcus Coleman and Austin Gomez, which Gomez kinda got banged up, but both of them redshirting last season. Yeah. They they I think clearly could have uh both cracked the, the dual lineup um, for sure. So the, the point, I kind of rambled there, the point of this series is for the hardcore Iowa State wrestling fans, which wrestling is a sport where there's a lot of hardcore fans, to kind of get a refresher on who's kind of in the room, who could contribute, who... Who might redshirt, and then also for the casual fans, just to just to get to have an idea of how the the roster looks like, and from that standpoint. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll talk about a couple of my my takeaways um, in doing this series.
1: Yeah, let's let's go with your first takeaway. What was your first takeaway from this um, about Iowa State wrestling?
0: So my first takeaway is. Um, I don't know if it's my first, but one of my bigger ones is Ian Parker is holding down, should hold down the 141 pound weight mm-hmm. in the fall slash winter. Um, he was kind of put in an interesting position last season with Kanan Storr's midseason transfer. And then he, he, he was wrestling 133 prior to that. He made the jump to 141 after Storr's departure. Yep. Um kind of put him in an interesting spot because he he hadn't wrestled 141, um, and he really dominated right from the get go that first weekend. It was they wrestled Oklahoma that Friday and yeah. Oklahoma State that that Sunday. He knocks off Mike Longo, uh, NCAA qualifier, and then he he defeats Dean Heil who. Is an NCAA champion so Ooh. that that was a pretty solid weekend and then he kind of got he got banged up um, and he, he was out until the Cy-Hawk duel and he he lost in the Cy-Hawk duel and then he kind of I think I believe he finished fifth in the uh, Big 12 tournament and they only had four bids the Big 12 tournament did to the NCAA tournament so it's a. I think he'll benefit greatly from actually having a defined role. Yeah. N- not switched halfway through the season. Uh, Ian Parker. He was one of Iowa State had uh, some improvement last season, and Ian Parker was kind of a big piece to that. Uh, another takeaway would be 125 uh, last season. They kind of just. Got to a point where <laughs> yeah they 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 were finding guys to throw out there because yeah. of injuries or uh,
1: well didn't they have guys just walk on to the teams so yeah so could...
0: so the season started with Danny Vega and Jonathan Marmolejo mm-hmm. uh, both those guys transferred out early November um, just kind of
1: weren't really on the same page with uh,
0: yeah the dresser, new you could say. the new yeah. staff uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they were suspended to start the season, um, and then they, they left the program. So Iowa State went with Jacob Allison, who walked on. He's a Waukee native, and he he actually, you know, I, I sat up at the press box kind of thinking, you know, this guy's a walk-on facing some Big 12 caliber 125s. Yeah. Uh, how, he was wrestling club wrestling last season. How good is he going to be? And he he lost his first first match, but he bounced back and pinned, uh, got a pin in the Wyoming duel, which for Iowa State that wasn't a great duel, but he was kind of the bright spot of that. And his, mm-hmm. you know, he, he was really good on top riding. Uh, he's tough. He's kind of a, a scrappy guy. Um, and then next duel against Northern Colorado, I believe he he busts his hand, and. Unfortunately, he he for him he was out for the rest of the year. Ugh. So so what does the Iowa State staff do? They they start another walk on, Sinjin Briggs. Sinjin, a Gilbert native, um, he he struggled. I mean, getting thrown in halfway through the season, he mm-hmm. he didn't have the best draw, I guess. But the fact that he he wrestled, he got he lost by a tech fall a lot and. I know you're not a wrestling guy, Noah. So <laughs> hey, whoa, hey, hey. So, uh, uh, like, if they would have forfeited that weight, that's 16 points to the other team.
1: Yeah.
0: And a tech fall is five points to the other team. So he
1: saved them 11 points each each match, even though he was.
0: Well, he saved them one point. Yeah. Oh, he
1: saved him. Yeah. He say he saved him at least a point yep. each match. That's that's good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean. It's not a huge thing, but it do, it did come, come into play sometimes. Uh, so, yeah, that's the 125 um, last season. They have Alex Mackle from uh, Rutgers transfer. Um, he He's kind of a mystery a little bit because he, he went to Rutgers. He's a highly touted recruit. Um, yeah. Nick Seriano transferred from Penn State to Rutgers and finished second at 125 at the NCAAs, so... Uh Mackle was kind of the odd man out there, I guess. So he comes to Ames. Uh not a ton of mat time. He had a nice uh freestyle um season this summer, so we'll see from there. Uh they actually have some depth depth though at 125, so that'll be interesting.
1: And that's why it was the longest for you to write, huh? <laughs> yeah,
0: for sure. Um other takeaways. Yeah, give us give us
1: one more. One more mm-hmm. one, one, one more. more. One more.
0: Um I think 174 is where I'll go next. Ooh, Ooh. I, think, I think 197 and heavyweight have a lot of interesting athletes, but I'll, I'll let our listeners wait to read that on iowastatedaily.com. Uh, uh, so we'll stick with 174. I just finished writing that this morning, so it's fresh in my mind. Marcus Coleman, as mentioned previously, he uh, redshirted last season. He's from Ames. Um, that was a, a kind of a weaker weight for Iowa State last season. And 165 also was. Um, those two are going to be important for kind of getting over the hump of getting team, win, mm-hmm. team wins. Um, so, yeah, Marcus Coleman is going to improve that lineup. Uh, he went 24-2 in his redshirt season. Not bad. With his two losses were Taylor Lugin from Northern Iowa, who's a top 10 guy. So those are not bad losses by any means. Um, But none of his wins are also against two uh, high-caliber athletes. So we'll see from him. It was just
1: kind of a reps year.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, The fact he got mat time as a young guy is important.
1: That's really big.
0: So that's where Iowa State kind of stands. Again, check out my. It'll be a ten story series. Yep,
1: and we're going to release two a day, um, starting Monday. Two will be in the paper actually at Iowa State Daily. So, if you're on campus, make sure to grab one. If you're not, also go try to make sure to grab one. If you're not names, just listen to the podcast and we'll talk about it. Yeah, a it gives bit. you
0: gives you something to. Uh, read over your 4th yep. of July holiday oh yeah
1: all week we have content all week thanks to you Trevor so yeah, it's, it's nothing more be
0: American than wrestling
1: nothing more American than some wrestling content um, I, what, what else you got before you before you head off to the Ozarks
0: also um, if you like wrestling don't miss uh, Monday we had Kyvan Gadsden and Austin Gomez yep in it's the building. still a good
1: listen a really good listen really insightful listen from two from two um, big Iowa State wrestlers, past and present.
0: So. Yeah, I, th- I think you kind of, sometimes uh, spectators get lost in remembering the human element of athletes. And yeah. I think Austin and Kyvin both touched on some stuff that personal. It, like
1: It really makes you think. It makes you, you know, it, it gets.
0: There was a human element to, yeah, the, it's a very to human the podcast. Element. And then there was also a lot of, wrestling talk too which was good um
1: yep make sure you're listening to the Lesson Kobe show Mondays and
0: Wednesdays um pod casual Friday coming tomorrow your last
1: appearance your last appearance before a week off so
0: we'll Um, have we'll have some NFL talk too I I have a hot take there'll
1: be some NFL talk Trevor's hot take about one of the worst teams in the NFL will be
0: revealed they're getting a turnaround um yeah so that's all I have today uh Noah do you have anything to add um other than cherry pop tarts are good. Cherry
1: pop tarts are good. Um, make sure to listen to the Double Technical every Tuesday and Thursday. Next week we're going to be having. Um, next week we're going to have Cliff Wise and Sam Stuve.
0: We also have a Cap City edition on Sunday nights. Yep,
1: we will have a Cap City edition on Sunday nights, and that plus also.
0: video on ISD Sports and and the main account
1: Iowa State Daily yep. as well. So make sure to follow us and have a good Thursday.
0: Thanks for listening.